0: we'll begin reading in verse number 1, Joshua chapter number 3 and verse number 1. It's good to see each and every one of you that are here this evening. Don't ever underestimate how much of an encouragement you are to me just by being here. Joshua chapter number 3 and verse number 1. Let's all stand to our feet in honor of the word of God if we could please this evening. And Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would please guide and direct my thoughts and my speech I pray that you'd fill me with your Holy Spirit power. Help me to help your people. I pray that you pour out your Spirit upon this place, upon these people. Some of them may now be, or may soon, be traveling an unfamiliar road. And I pray that you would give direction clear direction from your word and through your Holy Spirit I pray that you'd help in ways that only you can Lord I pray that you would please fill me with your Holy Spirit power and unction Lord give me what I cannot do I pray that your spirit and presence would be so evident that we know that we've met with God tonight we we plead the blood of Jesus Christ over this place, over these people. And I pray that you'd please cast out all the demons and devils of hell that would try to distract and prevent us from hearing from you. Please do what only you can. I yield myself to you and this service belongs to you. We pray this in Jesus' name and amen. You can be seated. (laughs) Joshua is, as we know, the next leader of Israel. Moses had brought them on a journey through the wilderness, of course because of their rebellion once they got to the border of the promised land. They had an opportunity to go in. And Of course we know the story. There were two who said, we can go in because God will give us the victory. There were ten that said otherwise. God sent them on a wilderness journey. Joshua becomes the next in line to lead God's people into the promised land. They're now traveling a new road. It's a place they have not come before and a way that they have not come before. In every Christian's life, there will come days when you're going to be traveling an unfamiliar road On this life, that we call the Christian life, as God leads us to the place that He wants all of us to be personally and spiritually, we'll come across times and situations that are very unfamiliar to us. As you age, health changes, and as a result, the road changes. Family situations arise. Things change with jobs, finances, health. and health. Sometimes things that we never could have imagined or guessed would come upon us, do. And we face things that we never thought we'd face. Maybe some of you here this evening are facing what would be a very unfamiliar road to you. As Israel comes to the brink of the Jordan River. They're about to pass over, and God stops and through Joshua gives them some instruction. And I want you to notice here in Joshua chapter number 3 and verse number 4, He says to them in the last part of the passage, Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore I believe that as we come upon these stages of life that are unfamiliar to us that sometimes what we need is a reminder of some of the simple things that we once knew before I want you to notice the first thing that Joshua says in verse number 4 The Bible says, yet there shall be a what? A space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits. Now, what is it that they were supposed to leave a space between them and? It was the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The priests, the Levites bearing it. God was going to direct the people by sending the Ark of God before them. And God said, I want you to leave a space so that I can show you the way that you should go. In other words, he said, since you're traveling a road that you're unfamiliar with, I need you to leave space for God to move and show you the next step or direction in life. I want to say when you travel an unfamiliar road, sometimes the best thing for you is to leave space for God to move and not get ahead of Him. Sometimes the first reaction is to panic because I'm not familiar with this. I've never been here before. So I need to do something. And the hardest thing to do can often be to sit and wait on the Lord. But God says, Israel, you don't know this way anymore. And because this is a new road, I'm asking you please to give me space to work, and to move, and show you what to do next. Because we sometimes panic, we get ahead of God. And when we get ahead of the Lord, and we don't just wait and remain patient, we can often make decisions that are wrong. I want you to skip down, if you would please, to verse number 11 of chapter 3. God says, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now, the best thing for us to do when we come to a fork in the road, an unfamiliar path, is to slow down a little bit and get a little bit closer to God and wait for Him to show us what to do. You cannot afford to make hasty decisions. The best thing you can do is wait, and that is the hardest thing often to do. I promise when you give God time and when He sees your faith, He will make His way clear. But if we're not careful, we can make decisions that we'll one day regret and miss the will of God. Christian, can I please beg you tonight to do something? If you're facing an unfamiliar road, be patient. Be patient. Learn how to wait. Learn how to let God move. Learn how to take your hands off of some things and let God take care of them. Little by little, God will make His way clear. But first, we have to give Him space. And the way that we give Him space is to spend more time with God and to trust Him. To trust Him with your direction and with the direction that He has for your life. The way that we give Him space is to be at peace with the will of God in our lives right here and now and not become antsy and anxious. Unanswered questions can create anxiety. And what we need is the peace that God will make His way clear in the end. Secondly, I want you to look at verse number 5. The Bible says, And Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will what? Do wonders among you. When you travel an unfamiliar road, number one, Leave space for God to move and show you the next step or direction in life. Number two, get cleaned up and dedicate yourself to God again. When the Bible says that God said to Joshua, Sanctify yourselves, for to tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Now, please hear me out. One of the best things that a Christian can do when we face an unfamiliar path is to get more right with God than we've ever been before. Unfortunately, often what we do when we face uncertainty is we begin to lean on our own understanding, which leads us into sin, and we wind up further away from God than we were before. Satan knows the times when your life is unfamiliar to you And he's good at bringing along temptations when you're in a transitional phase. Please listen tonight. Please, no talking. Satan knows when you're in a transitional phase. He knows when you're traveling a path that you don't know and have not known before. As a result, often, He'll tempt you to lean on things that are a comfort to you carnally. Sometimes what we have a tendency to do is not only to give in to our own temptations and to give in to the temptations that Satan brings along, but we have a tendency to go back to the old life that we once used to know because that's something that's familiar. Sometimes when God is taking us on a step in the Christian life where He's trying to grow us and mold us and shape us and as uh, we talked about in Sunday school this morning, maybe purge us a little bit. Because these new steps in the Christian life, these steps of faith that we take are something that are not entirely familiar with us. Because we get uncomfortable, we have a tendency to go back to that which was once comfortable. Can I encourage you to do something? There is no time in your life that you need to be more right with God than right now. So, get more right with God than you've ever been. Get more cleaned up than you've ever been. Dedicate yourself to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves to the Lord. Make sure that everything in your life is cleared out so that God can move and so that God can speak. Sins have a tendency to dumb our spiritual senses down to the leading of the Holy Spirit. You need to be able to hear the voice of the Lord, but you can't hear it when you're living in sin. You need to be able to see the direction of God, but you cannot see it when you're living in sin. So I'm begging you, as the Lord said, say unto the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Now I want you to notice that phrase in verse number 5, For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Can can I please explain something this evening? It's important for you to get cleaned up right now, not later when the Lord begins to move. Because right now is the time that you need His direction, and today is the day that you need His clarification. And so you don't need to wait until God moves. You need to move unto Him and draw closer to Him now. He said, you need to get cleaned up before tomorrow comes. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sometimes we get further away from the Lord when we don't see His direction coming. And the reality is that sometimes people fall off the cart, fall off the wagon the moment before the Lord begins to move. So I beg you please... While you travel an unfamiliar road, leave space for God to move and show you the next step or direction and get as cleaned up and as dedicated to God as you possibly can. Thirdly, I want you to look at verse number 7. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel that they may know that I was with Moses or as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Look at verse number 10. And Joshua said, Hereby, ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. I want you to notice two things in each verse. (laughs) In verse number 7, the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with And in verse number 10, he says, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that He will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites. Now listen to me. When you travel an unfamiliar road, trust the same God that you trusted before. When he says to Joshua, This day I will begin to magnify thee, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. And when he speaks to Israel, he says that the living God is among you as He was among you before. The same God that parted the Red Sea is about to part the Jordan River. Now listen, we need to trust the same God that we trusted before we got onto this new road. Now that sounds like a general statement, but please hear me out. Sometimes we begin to doubt God when we experience new things because we're in the middle of something new, so we wonder if the same God is still doing the same things. And I'm here to tell you that just because things have changed in your life doesn't mean that God has changed. He reminds Joshua that, listen, as I was with Moses, he says in Joshua chapter number 1, so I will be with thee. And he says to Israel, listen, as I was with your fathers in the wilderness, so I will be with thee. V. And as I parted the Red Sea so I will part the Jordan River now listen to me you may be heading for a new place where you need a new miracle and think that you need something new to happen but the reality is you don't need something new you need the same God that worked in your life in the past who has worked in the lives of others in the past and you need to trust the same God that you trusted before remember the times when you faced other trials and you trusted in the Lord and he brought you out trust that same God it might be a new road but it's the same God he continues to show himself powerful today just as he always has look at verse number 17 if you would please the Bible says and the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on what <clears throat> does that sound familiar to anybody else They stand on dry ground in the Jordan River as they stood on dry ground in the Red Sea. The same God that has healed in the past is is still healing today. The same God who has led in the past is still leading today. The same God who watched over you in the past is still watching over you today. Trust the same God. It might be a new circumstance, but trust the same God. As I said, sometimes new challenges cause us to seek new answers. But the answer hasn't changed. Your God hasn't changed. He has worked miracles in the past. He has helped you before. God can still do the same things today that He has done for you and for others before. New roads can be a little bit uh, fearful. And at times, they can be very, very unsure. Don't get ahead of yourself and make a decision that would lead you out of the will of God. Trust that the power of God is still able to deliver and continue to stay near unto Him. I want to say this as well. Backtrack a little bit. As you travel a new road, be careful not to force the will of God to happen. Sometimes we try to force doors open and make them open for us when we don't know what to do. And The best thing to do is to stand still and let God move. The will of God will often, if not always, take Hard work, but the way of the will of God is not hard. There's a difference between working hard and the way being hard. It takes hard work to stay faithful to the Lord, it's not an easy thing to do. Sometimes we don't feel like reading our Bibles, we don't feel like praying, we don't feel like going to church, but we do these things because we know they're good for us and because we know that they are right. And so, sometimes the will of God takes work. But the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. Now listen, here's the difference. It takes work sometimes to stay in the will of God because we're working against and fighting against our flesh at all times and some people misinterpret that to think well it must not be the will of God because I have to work hard to do it there's a difference between God putting barriers in front of you to try to stop you from moving forward and the fight of your flesh versus the fight of your spirit. Listen, it will always be a battle to live for God. It will always be a battle to stay right with God. It will always be a fight to do the will of God. It takes hard work often to do the things of the Lord. Bible study is not easy. Prayer is not always easy. Fasting is not always easy. Staying faithful is not always easy. It takes work to do sometimes the right things. But if you are trying to do something and you keep running into barriers and you cannot seem to find an easy path forward, then the reality is that God may be closing those doors. And the best thing for you to do is to take a step back and let God open the doors and not try to force them open yourself. Pray about it. Ask God to open the door for it to happen. But if the seas don't part... Don't make any moves until God does. I want to say this lastly, if you would please. Look at Joshua chapter number 11 and verse number 15. Joshua chapter number 11 and verse number 15. The Bible says of Joshua, As the Lord commanded Moses, his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so what did Joshua? He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. Do you see that? So Joshua took all that land, the hills and all the south country, and all the land of Goshen, and the valley and the plain and the mountain of Israel, and the valley of the same. Now the Bible says that Joshua took All that land. But I want you to notice in verse number 15 that as the Lord commanded Moses his servant, so did Moses command Joshua, and so did Joshua. He left nothing undone of all that the Lord commanded Moses. Now, this was a very unfamiliar road, but here's the difference. Now, listen, even though he was getting ready to travel a path that he was unfamiliar with, there were some things that he knew he was supposed to do that he continued to do. There are commandments that the Lord has given every Christian, and often we feel like, because we're traveling a new road, that we need to do some new things in order to get the attention or blessing of God. But the same things that God commanded Moses, and that Moses did, Joshua did as well. Joshua did everything that had been commanded before his days as a leader. Sometimes some of the old things can feel a little old for the present. But don't stop doing what you've always known to be right when you're traveling a road that is unfamiliar to you. In other words, you need some stability. It's not time to change the spiritual actions you have always obeyed from God. Just because the road is new does not mean that there are new commandments and that the commandments have changed. Too many people change their spiritual lives when they face a new road. Life may change, but the path that God wants you to obey and the things that God wants you to do, they don't change. In other words, stay in church, stay in your Bibles, stay faithful in your marriage... Stay faithful to God. Do all of the things that you have always known to do. You need some stability right now. Don't start throwing out the things that you've always known were right. Continue to do all of the things that you know to be right, regardless of how much is changing in your life, and stay home where you ought to be in the will of God. What Joshua found out was that if he would obey the same commandments that God had given to Moses that God would continue to guide and direct and give Him the same victories. When things change, your spiritual walk with God needs to stay the same. Don't go changing stuff just because your life is changing. That is the last time in the world that you need to be changing spiritual matters in your life. I hate to see people when things begin to get a little bit uncertain in some areas of their life. Their job status is changing. Their... Their, their health is changing whatever the case may be I hate, to say, uh, I hate to see people start to change some of the things that they're doing spiritually listen to me keep doing what you have always done and give God time to work and give the victory when we travel an unfamiliar road leave space for God to move and show you the next step or direction in life get cleaned up and dedicate yourself to God again and do the best you can to be right with Him thirdly Trust the same God that you have always trusted before. Fourthly, and I added this one, but do your best not to force the will of God to take place, but let God open the doors for you and patiently wait for Him. And lastly, follow the same commandments and do the same things that you have always known to be right, even though things are a little different today. And what will end up happening is that you'll find that as you travel an unfamiliar road, God will eventually lead you in the way that you should go. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that you would please take these simple truths and imprint them upon our hearts and minds. I pray that you would help us in ways that only you can. With heads bowed and eyes closed, how many would say, preacher, if I were to die today,